Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode of Friendshipping is sponsored by Backblaze. Get unlimited computer backup for Macs or PCs for just six bucks a month. Six? Backup documents, music, videos, photos, drawings, podcasts, projects. Podcasts? Do you know what those are? I've never heard. All your data, restore files anywhere you have internet, even if you're off the grid. We can hard... Oh, we... (laughs) We can do we, your backlog <laughs> hard and keep your data. I don't know. Restore files anywhere you have internet. And even if you're off the grid, we can overnight a hard drive to you with your backup on it. Over 40 billion files restored. I would hate to be in that situation. Same. That sounds stressful. That's more files than there are people on the planet by five. Get yourself a fully featured trial at backblaze.com slash CPC. Make sure you visit backblaze.com slash cpc say know where you came from and continue to support support the show go there play with it start protecting yourself from potential bad times start today slash cpc yeah backblaze.com slash cpc you can do this I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendship. No. Oh, oh, wow. I just didn't say it. I totally blacked what? out. Whoa. What? Well, I was thinking about the ad again and how poorly I did. This, right, this, let's do it again. I can't. I don't I think we have to quit. Wow. Well, we had a good run. Yeah. Jen, what's the theme this week? No, no. We have to do it again. We uh, can't start off on the wrong foot. Okay. Well, I mean, they already did. You know, it's not that we're starting off on the wrong foot. It's that this place is so hot. It is I'm, warm. I am already, I've sweated through my bangs. I've had to push them across the side of my forehead because they're so wet they're plastered on my forehead i'm jen and i'm trin this, this is friendshiping and the theme of the week is how to be a human i'm gonna plug in a fan friendship between humans has many benefits but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits view friendship at the problem Jen, um, I'm not ready yet to talk about advice, so can you tell me about you and your cute top today? That's very sweet of you. Um, Let's see. About me. The other day I was at the gym. I had to join a new gym because my gym closed. So the gym around the corner from my home, it was about maybe 30, 50 paces away, which is why it was a good gym for me. (laughs) Because I rarely had to think or go far, or even in bad weather, I would still go because it's right the fuck there. You wouldn't have to go more than 40 paces yeah, for a it workout. Was, yeah. <laughs> and I'm only three apples tall. Yeah. Four pence and 30 paces for a workout. <laughs> any, any further than 50 paces is too much for a little three apple tall girl like me. <laughs> so I would go to this gym, and it was such a crappy small gym. Equipment was always broken. It was also a little gross. But you know what? It got the job done. It yeah. got the job. The best workout you do is the one that you actually do. Yeah. Um, however, this gym closed. So now I go to a fancy boy gym. There are so many big fellas in this trim. Trend. There's so many big fellas in this trend gym. Yeah, so many big trends in this fella gym. There are so many big boys. Like there, there are people there that have muscles that are like their biceps are footballs. Is how I would describe. Very impressive. It's fancy gym. There's like a spa downstairs, which I have not frequented. I don't know. There's a locker room. My old gym did not have one of those. There's more than one water fountain. They give you towels. This is so fancy. Yeah. Um, so I forget where I was going with this. Oh, so I joined this gym and I found it a little intimidating for the first couple times. But now I like run the place because, you know. You run the shit? Yeah, I run the shit. Good. And I was at a, sitting at a cable machine resting in between sets. And a guy, and I have to be near the men's locker room, which 
I believe probably doesn't smell very good. But as you you and our dedicated audience know, I don't really have a sense of smell. Yeah. So I was just sitting there enjoying enjoying my enjoying the breeze. Enjoying the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> and a guy comes out and makes eye contact with me, which is pretty much a no no at the gym. No one really does that. Yeah. But as he was Especially if you're a man. Yeah. Like I haven't I've been going for a couple weeks now and I've never had a negative interaction with anybody there. I like uh, okay, sidebar, men shouldn't look at anybody at the gym if ever, they can help it. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this is the one time I've interacted with a man at the gym and it went well. Because he, as he was walking by, a towel around his neck, I think he was just pumped up. And I think maybe he's a little sexist in that he saw a little girl on a huge machine and thought that was a little funny. Which, whatever, it is kind of funny <laughs> to see me there. Um, anyway, so... It's, it's just surprising to see the, the your strength per kg, you know? <laughs> My strength per pound. Like, like the, the proportion is, outsta- is, is uh, outstanding. Please yeah. continue. Oh, so he walks out of the locker room as he, and he keeps walking, which is good because don't, we don't talk. No conversation, Chef. Thank God. And he goes, yeah, you keep going. You got this. Wow. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I started laughing and it was scary. <laughs> but did you have it? I did. Then great. Yeah. I got it. You had it. Someone sent us gifts in the mail. Oh, yeah. What? I yeah. forgot. Like, I, uh, I don't remember what happened. Yeah, what? yeah. Some nice person who owns an Etsy store, um, and I'll put the link in the in our uh, episode notes. It's a great them, idea. Sent us two pins. One says, uh, dead men can't catcall. Yeah. And another one is a possum, which is obviously for me because I love possums, and there's one in my yard that we named Edna. Isn't yeah, that, that great? Yeah, that is very good. I, it was really delightful. Um, and this I is not like, yeah, this is licensed. By the way, not licensed for anyone to send, me, send us stuff. You don't need to do that. Yeah, totally. In fact, maybe don't. Maybe we shouldn't even be talking about Ian, maybe you should cut this too. No, let's leave it. No, we're leaving it. We're leaving it because it was a really delightful gift that was seemed so perfect. Yeah. But um, don't send us gifts unless you're really sure that it's worth mailing because we don't want to add to your tr- to-do list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also to the fossil fuels that will ship these things across the country. In the landfills when we throw it away. <laughs> Speaking of being shipped things, so uh, I my Etsy plant store that I like had a plant sale. Yeah, there's you got some some plants some going stuff. on over here. I was like, you know what? I could talk about what's happening here. Um, whoa! So, oh, is this pink mold? That's interesting. Listeners, we are witnessing in this moment Trin. I'm doing an unboxing. Yeah, you're doing an unboxing video, unboxing her plants. So I ordered some plant clippings because my place was have. Oh, wow. So this is what's so interesting. So when you mail a clipping of a plant, by a clipping of a plant, I mean like a piece that's like maybe three to five inches long. Sometimes really uh, hardily growing plants, such as tradescanchas, like they'll just start rooting in the package. And this person just sent these clippings to me in a little plastic baggie with a wet paper towel inside of it. But do you see like little roots growing? Oh my god! She was like, "I'll just live here now." Yeah, like they like some of these plants are like, "This is fucking fine." Oh, this plant is fuzzy. It reminds me of when I first brought Mavi home and uh, to our old apartment where we lived on the fifth floor, and she was just a little baby. First day, brought her home. She we got in the elevator, and I don't think she ever been in an elevator before. So (laughs) she just like looked around, sniffed, and laid down. And I think she was thinking, "Is this my home now?" Oh, I guess I live here. That's nice. I think those plants think they have a home in there. Yeah, because well, so uh, these are all different varieties of tradescancha, which is one of my favorite plants. And actually, some of them are a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm trying to open them up and air them out because uh, they've been in just in packaging for too long. Haven't we all? Here's the thing about fuzzy plants. So I I've been getting into uh, plants that I haven't really like dove into lately, like fuzzy plants, um, succulents. I've never had a ton of. And the thing about furry plants is that they all have horrifying names, such as. Pussy ears plant. 
Whoa. Uh, which I gave uh, a clipping of to my friend the other day. You gave and her some pussy ears? I gave her some pussy ears. Like, Damn. <laughs> She was. Did she, she was like about it? it. Did yeah. she, was she into it? She was into it. You know, you never want to give a pussy ear without consent. I was going to say, yeah. Was was there enthusiastic consent involved? All parties very enthusiastic about pussy ears. <laughs> That's definitely the most I've ever said that word. Yeah, same. And ears. Never said the word ears before. Like, what ca- cause would you ever have to talk about ears? Really? Yeah. So, anyway, um, yeah. So that's my plant business, and uh, really, you know what I would say? Oddly enough. My personal life is just so chill right now that I don't have any cool stories. That's so great. It makes for shitty podcasting, but my life's pretty good, too. Um, what else do we want to talk about? I really want to, um, I feel like we both feel super off today for I a variety of reasons. it's the reason. heat. It's yeah. definitely the heat. And it's interesting because I actually am having a pretty good day. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I just, uh, just can't get it together. Oh, I can talk about my, about my fire escape. Oh, your fire escape? Yeah. What about your fire escape? So I have uh, these neighbors that we call the Enyas uh, because <laughs> uh, both of their names end with the the sound Enya. So I'm not going to say what their names are because I don't want to like out them, but just the Enyas. That's all you need to know. They're wonderful. They are a couple and uh, they have higher standards of living than we do. So <laughs> they, we share an outside fire escape. And if you don't live in an urban area, you may not be familiar with what this sort of looks like. Typically, a fire escape is an exit out the back where it's not like pretty, you know, it's, it's like not like it is in all the TV shows, really, at least not in Chicago. Most fire escapes aren't that. lovely. Yeah, it's it's really small. It empties out into an alley. A lot of people will like some, you shouldn't put your garbage out onto your fire escape. Many people do. Um, <laughs> my fire escape became became the land where plants go to die uh, because Aww. well, because I had a, a mealybug attack. Which mealybugs are one of the worst pests you ever can have in your uh, your household because mealybugs just are like, impossible to get rid of. And I didn't want to throw away those plants because I felt terrible. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so the Enyas have a very clean fire escape, which is, I must say, in my in my defense, not typical for our building. The <laughs> <laughs> They're exceptional in this case. Like the fire escapes are, I would say on average, like they're just some like a shitty extension of your alley. They're not usually like where you go to like hang. Yeah. And you're like one floor up, right? One I'm or two? three floors Three up. floors up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's, it's, there's no reason for this. Anyway, so the Enyas have been leaving subtle hints that they want us to clean the fire escape. And I've just been ignoring them. <laughs> Because, like, so, so to me, like, I get it. They want it clean, and it's something that they see every day, but it's also the fucking alley. So I'm just kind of like, I don't, dude, this is my, this is last on my to-do list, and it has been for a really long right. time. Isn't it just plants, though? It's like plants and plant bullshit. So it's like a pile, yeah, you know? Yeah, I mean. Okay, I'll get, go ahead. So they, one day, they left a broom. Uh, wow! They just left a broom outside and then never took it back in. And then they left a bucket next to the broom. And I really think that these were supposed to be signals for us to, like, clean up the thing. And then I saw one of them walking up the stairs. And this is not me complaining, by the way. I, I respect their opinion, and they deserve it. Uh, and, and then, anyway, so one of them was walking up. Again, I'm not naming them just because I think it's rude. And uh, I was like, oh, hey, good to see you. And she's like, uh, good to see you. Gosh, it's so dusty up here, isn't it? And I was just like, yeah, it's an alley. <laughs> she did not fucking take that wow. shit. She was just kind of like, oh, God, what did she say? I was like, oh, yeah, it's an alley. And she's like, well, I don't like anything to be too dusty. And she kind of like smiles and like walks Whoa. in the door. I love her. She was trying. Okay, you know? yeah. Here's the thing, though. Chicago is a dusty city. Mm. 
It's a yeah. beautiful, clean city, but like apartments are dusty. But also, it would be less dusty if I didn't have deteriorating plants sitting on Do my fire. Do you have to clean escape. the outside? Do you have to vacuum on the ground? I did. You have I to did va- do you it. You vacuumed the ground. So I finally just had enough time and enough night wine and <laughs> enough energy in me that I was like, I don't have anything left on my list like that's constructive to do that I can do right now. Other than go outside and clean the shit out of my fire escape. That's kind of you. Yeah, so that's I a did. good job. It's a good job. Yeah. Now I'm just picturing what would happen if I let my Roomba just like down the sidewalk. <laughs> what it would find. What it would clean up. It would keep going. Do you think it would ever return home? God, I don't know. I think the I think, only- it, I think it would just it would just sail away. And maybe fall into the Chicago River. Jen, if you love something, you have to let, let it, it go. go. <laughs> See if it comes back. She comes back to me. Oh, then crumbs. You know. Come back to us. Is crumbs the name of your Roomba? Because he eats crumbs. He also eats dog hair, but that's not as nice of a name. He is what he eats. Crumbs J dog hair. Speaking of neighbors and cleanliness. Yes. So we love our, our current neighbors. I think I mentioned I live in a duplex and upstairs is a, a couple and they just adopted a puppy and we, we love the puppy. Everything's oh, great. that puppy. But our neighbors before them that lived there, I, I believe I mentioned this to you before, Trin, they had a dog who was lovely and adorable, but didn't clean up the dog poop. That's not good. Ever. That is that is much worse than not cleaning your fire oh, escape. Oh, yeah. That's kind of why I am so leaning on you and the fire escape thing, because I have once picked up 40 pieces of poop. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And like on like a March day when things were thawing out, and I was like, I cannot handle this anymore. Like, it got to the point where, like, I wouldn't go in our backyard and Mavi wouldn't go in the grass because it's, it like, it felt like another, like, territory. Dude, that is really bad. Yeah, yeah, and um, everyone, <laughs> people are so shocked when I say this, but, like, I, I did ask them to clean it up. People are like, wow, that's so bold of you. No, I'm glad you did. Yeah, I don't think it's that bold to no. send a text to my name. But, well, I had a couple, of, you know, I had a couple of tears of this. My first one was, Hey, uh, just so you know, our landlord's gonna, coming by to clean the, to, uh, coming by this weekend and he's going to cut the grass. So let's make sure that all the dog poo is picked up. And uh, I included myself in that because sometimes, occasionally, Mavi poops and I don't clean it up right yeah, away. I'll get it the next w- day or whatever. And also, that is a really good way to soften that email. Yeah, it was like a nice little text message because we were on text messaging terms. That's so good. And I believe, I believe they responded with something like, oh, yeah, thanks for the heads up. And nothing changed. Nothing <laughs> changed at all. They even bought a pooper scooper and just set it out there. Oh. And I even confirmed with my, my husband. I was like, you didn't buy that, right? Like, we, we're not leaving that out there. It's like a passive aggressive thing, which would be hilarious. Like would the broom like in the bucket. Because there's I, I, only yeah. one use for a pooper scooper. Right. It's for <laughs> And it was like left on. But no, they just never used it. Never changed. Um, Gosh, that's so weird. It was, I mean, poop attracts rats from the alley. And like, that's unacceptable. That's really gross. So I asked them again, like, hey, just wanted to, I picked up a bunch of poop uh, in the yard. Some of it was probably Mavi's, but I think some of it is your dog. Maybe we can just get better about this. I don't know. I, I said something that I wrote, rewrote, took out all the harsh words, was very polite about. And still people were like, oh, you asked your neighbors? I stand by this poop, this poop thing. I just want to give you like a spear and like a lance. And I want you to like get your warrior bullshit done. This is amazing. What Thank did you. they say? That was a really good. Didn't answer that one. What? Yeah, and then I asked the landlord. I was like, "Man, there are, I have to, I picked up 11 pieces of poop yesterday morning. There are flies all over the yard. Saw a rat in the alley. Can you can you help me out with this? I feel weird. I'd prefer it if it came from you." Man. Uh, he said yes. I don't and agreed. I don't know if you ever talked to them. Uh, so how it resolved was uh, it didn't at all. What? They didn't fix their behavior they at all. They still didn't? I continued to clean up all the dog poop and then they moved. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I've picked up more poop in my life than most people. Then it's strictly necessary for dog ownership. I know. 
Like, it's so, not like I had two dogs. There are so many. So here's the thing. So, you know, when we tackle a question like this, I, the first thing that I would jump to is like, they bought a pooper scooper, which means that they made an investment in trying to do this. It's like, are they depressed? Did this turn into that pile? You know the concept of the pile of sadness that it's oh, like? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I, I have definitely cleaned- put, put stuff off before. Uh, for listeners who are new to the concept, it's like the pile of sadness is it's an easy task. It's a task you could just do, but you don't do it because it's come to mean that you are a failure, you know, in yeah. your own head. And so, like, the more you, you keep putting it off and it becomes worse and worse and worse and worse, um, it, it can be anything like a bill or an email or anything like that. And sometimes it's literal dog shit. I just, I just don't understand how you could get a dog and not commit yourself to being a poop lifter for the rest of your life. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was gross because it was like, it was not just only in the grass. It was where people walked. Yeah. It was on the pathway to our garage. So there's really no avoiding this enormous pile of shit everywhere. Yeah. And like, that's, that's untenable. Can't do that. Like one time I was uh, a dog sitting for a friend who did not buy poop bags and just never had them. And I took him for a walk and the dog was pooping and I realized, oh my God, I have I have no way to clean this up because I don't have a dog. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and they didn't have any bags or anything like that. And so I just watched my friend's dog poop on the lawn and this woman across oh, the no, street. Oh my nightmare. She looked out her door. She got all the way out her door. She didn't say anything, but I looked up and like across the street was this like 50-year-old woman just slowly shaking her <laughs> head at me. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what to do in this situation. And I just ran away with the dog and left the poop. This is not that. I was going to say, yeah, everyone forgets poop bags. Everyone makes mistakes. You can have an incident and not a track record. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we all leave our shit around. Yeah. Literally or figuratively. But this was like eight months of stepping in dog poop every time I stepped outside. That's wild to me. Thank you for your support. The one (laughs) basic thing you need to do as, as a dog person. I know. You can't really skip that. It's not good for the dogs either. It spreads yuckies. Yeah. No yuckies. All right. I feel like I got a lot off my chest Do, by, I'm, I'm by sharing that. I, I feel like I'm healing <laughs> from that experience. And maybe I won't. Maybe healing? I'll. Yeah, I feel I feel a little lighter. Jen, I'm so glad to hear you say that. Do you feel ready to take on an emotional inquiry I, from a stranger on the Internet? I, I am ready to do that. Well, I'm not because when I restarted my computer, I closed all of the tabs. And so now I need to find my notes again. OK, Give me just a second. Yeah, you know what? That's totally fine. I feel great. <laughs> My voice is so high-pitched. That's how you know. <laughs> Jen, how should I decide who to be friends with? If I'm going to make an effort, rather than simply just being friendly to whoever happens to be nearby, I only have so much time and energy. How should I decide who to invest in? From listener, he, him. Damn. This is such an unexpected, different kind of question. We It's also short. So here's the thing. Yeah. Listener, we would like to give you the benefit of the doubt here because this is a short email. As Jen has said, we'd never get this. We are going to try and interpret this in as many ways as possible. And we're also going to use you as an example for a topic that we've wanted to discuss and kind of touched on last week. Yeah. Yeah. You, so short email. You didn't give us a lot of details, which is totally fine. I actually think it's kind of nice and refreshing. I love making judgments about people with no information. Yeah. So you left this wide open for our interpretation. Uh, you gave us no guardrails. So we are going to go off the rails. Now. Yeah. We're going to go. We're going to. We're going to take this places. We're going to be wildly out of control. This isn't bumper bowling, baby. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, okay, so I can honestly say I read this question a couple of times and I've never thought of friendship this way. Yeah. I mean, not, not in these words. I probably have, but like I never would have come up with a question like this. Like, I totally understand there being like this little social interaction slash intimacy meter in your head that can feel empty or full. You know, like we talk about the introvert battery mm. and we talk about um, uh, feeling empty or feeling like you are lacking in that need of like a hu- of human interaction. But this question, and again, it's probably just because it's so short and probably it is not necessarily what the listener is thinking. We just want to make sure that you're not doing this. We don't want you to think of friends as a commodity or a resource that you are entitled to exploit. Yeah, yeah. I uh, don't train writing our book and I just wrote a little bit about networking and how networking, uh, although there's so many good benefits to it, like you find trusted allies in your industry, you find people you can share important uh, issues in your whatever you work in. A bummer thing about networking with people is it kind of colors all your interactions of what can you do for me in the industry? Right. What can you do for me? And I feel like there might be a flavor of that in this question. Like what 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 is your friendship going to do to benefit me? Yeah. When you talk about investing in, in people, it implies a return on the investment. When you make friends, we want you to have these things in mind, of course. Like it's it's not bad to think, oh, I want friends. I want this social network. I want this thing. But we want you to think more about this on a one-on-one level. We, you should be friendly to whomever happens to be nearby, as the question asks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I think you should be friendly and polite to everyone who happens to be nearby. Yeah. Who until they don't deserve that anymore. Totally. And your favorite flavor of friendly is could be different. Mm-hmm. Like if you are someone that has your hoodie up, head down, headphones on as you go in and out of the grocery store. It's fine. I don't, you don't have to be open and friendly and naturally, I don't know, effervescent or anything, but like you should be kind to people. Yeah. So I think what the listener is trying to convey may be, as they say, I only have so much time and energy. I would like to put my investment into people who will return that investment. But really, I think you need to think about it more in terms of not investing or resources or anything like that. But who is going to reciprocate your feelings? So instead of like a, this seems like the sure way to uh, fast track my best friend, it's more a, okay, I'm going to think about who I love in my life and want around more often. Yeah. Like, who do I want to be more involved with? Um, Is there Greg at work who just like kicks ass and always lends me his comics? And like, that's a pretty good route into a friendship. Do you have like a really awesome cousin who like lives in the city? And you have like that base connection that you can foster. It's really more of fostering a connection and forging a relationship than it is investing and getting a return on the investment. Yeah. Yeah. Like like we use these words. We were talking about this earlier. And one of the examples I came up with is the idea of think about memory and about how we talk about our brains as computers sometimes. We're like, it's these are hardwired into this and blah, 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 blah. That's not actually at all how your brain works. There is no like little pinpoint in your brain where it's the memory of when you fell out of your treehouse when you were seven. That's not how your brain works. Your brain works as an entire organ and produces memories, produces learning, et cetera, et cetera. Google it. When we talk about meters of friendship and when we talk about like having like an emptiness and like needing to fill it, that's a metaphor. That's not real. Yeah. Really really what you should be focusing on is the one-on-one connection that you have with your friends and forging a relationship and making it stronger. Yeah. I mean, Trin, you and I talk a lot about your limited well of energy. You can't pour from an empty cup. But you're right. We don't have scientific measures of this stuff. It's, It's not a total on and off switch either. It's not like I have no energy for you. I do have energy for you. It's not quite like that. Life is more like, 
I am tired, but I'm going to leave my house and see my friends because I know they'll make me feel better. Right. Or it's, I am tired, so I'm going to stay home, but I'm going to text my friends that I'm thinking of them. Like, it's never, I'm too, I'm too tired, so no friends for the next year. Yeah. And it's almost like, I, I feel like we're kind of course correcting, too. Because we do talk about, like, the need for conserving your social battery, the need to be able to say no or the need to be able to leave. Those things are all still true. And uh, other people have a responsibility to you to allow you to say yes or no. But we still also want you to think about friendships qualitatively and not just a checklist. Yeah. Do you remember, like, years ago when we had a question from someone that you called a Vulcan? Yes. Yeah, they were like... I can't remember the, the, how the question went, but you had a good response, which was reminding this Vulcan person that they're not bad or wrong just because they're not sensitive idiots like we are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. You're, you're doing life right. You're doing it differently than us. And you're not maybe not super in touch with your emotions and like emotional intelligence, but that's OK. You can still be kind and logical and loving. Right, right, right. Well, so let's talk about some practical advice for this person, because. Beyond the fact of like, okay, this was a little bit like hyperlogical and maybe, hey, dude, take a step back and make sure you're not seeing your friends as commodities that you need to like hoard and exploit. Yeah, yeah. Because your friends aren't vending machines. Like you don't put a quarter in and then they give you a funny joke. Totally. And I feel like we covered that. But the question within here really is, how do I find people that... I could potentially become friends with. That's at the heart of this. That's a great question. And we say that when we always give the advice of, I mean, I feel like we've we've talked about this like uh, a number of times, which is one, identify the people in your life that you care about and maybe foster those connections and make them stronger. Because you may have people that you are overlooking as being important connections to you. And then there's the get out of your uh, your comfort zone, like go to an event, see if you can do that sort of thing. Then there's the go on the internet, that sort of thing. Really, the question in itself is very simple and something we've covered before. But the mindset of that question is troubling to me. Where this question is nesting is is a little troublesome to me, too. Yeah. Because if the question is, who should I give my time to? We can sort of answer that. Kind of. We can say, um, I how I would say it is, I give my time to people that are kind to me, but also kind to other people. Yeah. That's really important to me. People with whom you share a hobby or interest. I mean, listen to your feelings. Like, who do you enjoy being around? Yeah. Whose presence do you quietly dread? <laughs> <laughs> like, I uh, every every couple of weeks, I'll be like watching TV or watching a movie on my couch, wine, pizza, the whole thing, and I'll be like, I "Wish Nadia was here." Like, that's that's a friend. Yeah. Like, it's like this really great situation would be made even better if Nadia were here. Like, that's just that's a friend. That's someone I should continue to pursue a friendship with. Right? Yeah. Uh, This weekend, uh, Carlin and I hung out uh, with another pair of very close friends, um, Savannah and Subi. You know what? I'm just going to name names. Who cares? Yeah. Like, they're on podcasts. Hey, gang. Hey. Hey. I believe we have been trying to set this up for like a year and a half. And it finally happened. Man, that makes me feel better about all the plans I almost have going. But But it's not just me. In the meantime, so here's the thing. So you could break down the situation in both ways that the asker asked this question. So I saw in my life that I was going to have a little less work to do in this season. And I was like, you know what? I would like to invest more time in my friends. I'd like to widen my friend group. So in a way, it was kind of this shrewd decision of like, hey, I'm already pretty close with Savannah. And I would like to be closer friends with her friend, Subi, who I don't know as well. And Carlin wants to be better friends with Savannah. This is perfect. You know, there was some logic and decision making there, which I think this asker might want to borrow. Right, right, right. 
But in the course of time that it took for us to actually hang out, there were text messages. There were, hey, guys, I'm traveling right now. Uh, I'm in St. Louis and it sucks. And I just can't wait to get home and hang out with my friends. You know, it's keeping the plan alive. It's this qualitative, this emotional um, component of it of like, hey, I need to keep those fires stoked because I care about these people and I want them to know that I do, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we ate a ton of food and an entire cake. And what kind of food? Subi made biryani, which uh, is a rice dish, and uh, the lid got stuck onto the pot, and suddenly she had a hammer. Oh! Which was very scary for a moment, uh, but the food was good and no glass was broken. So you used a hammer to get the lid off? Yes. Successfully? Successfully. I, which shocked me. I did not think that's how <laughs> things were going to go. <laughs> I thought things were going to go much worse than that. <laughs> You know, another thing this asker could could keep in mind is, you know, like you said, looking at the people that are in their life and pursuing closer connections with them and also doing what you just did, Trin, which is pursuing their friends. Yeah. Like, hey, I want to hang out more with uh, your best friend because they're cool, too. Next time you have a hangout, can I come? Like, can I come? Definitely part of friendship is like this shrewd hunting practice, you know? Yeah. Like I did have to get my spear into Subi or whatever. Yeah. And not for real, though. It's like lowering yourself in tall grass yeah. like a cat and wiggling your little butt and then launching yourself at a friend. Jen, yes. It is exactly like that. Like I had to wiggle my ass for like months yeah. for this to happen, yeah, you know? Yeah. So it's absolutely a combination of like shrewd planning and how would I f- continue to feel welcome in this conversation? What could I do to make Subi and Savannah and Carlin all still know that even though I can't do this right now, I want to do this right yeah. now. Yeah, still thinking of you, still think you're cool. I'm still me, you're still you. We're all still busy, but we have a friendship going here. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. So um, Vulcan listener who asked this question, just take a minute and make sure that you are not building some bad habits about how you interact with people. And maybe this is not an issue for you at all. And if it's not, what we think you should do is go back and listen to the archives of friendshiping because your question is basically asked on every episode. (laughs) (laughs) How can I make friends? Where do I find friends? Like those are big, difficult questions that are subjective and they will be, uh, the answer will be different for you than they will be for anyone else. But we hope that we've given you some like basic homework to start the process. Yeah. And one thing we say a lot is like, first, ask yourself what you want and make sure the answer to that is actually a friend. Like um, we were just talking about this the other day when we had our writing meeting trend. We were like, if you want company in the evenings that's quiet and low key, you might want a pet or a roommate. Yeah. 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 If you want uh, somebody to take care of, you definitely want a pet. If you want somebody to like tell you what to do you want a dom i was just gonna say or a personal trainer <laughs> or a personal or trainer both or a combination of the two in some you professional could for sure find that yeah well i feel like i just want to pull that page up of the book and be like here are all the best let's do it yeah Let, that's let a me good find it hold on i have an open great we're gonna give you a little book preview don't play don't take this from us we own the, the rights to this writing yeah well we can you know paraphrase Looking at our draft of our book, we have a section that's called, like, what should I look for in a friend? Um, Which is a little commercial here for you to buy our book when it comes out sometime in 2020. They all are. Yeah, you are. You're definitely going to do that. Um, So we want you to examine your reasons uh, why, like, what you want. We want you to look, ask yourself, like, I would like dot, dot, dot to have fun with someone. And then we would say, what does fun look like to you anyway? And do you really need someone else just to have fun in life? 
Like, do you make sure you're not waiting for someone to make your life fun. And it, maybe it's not a friend you want, but like a party buddy or a drinking buddy. Maybe you want to get out more. So like if, if what you're looking for is to have fun, then maybe maybe the, the need is not the friend. Yeah. Um, do you want to take care of someone? Like we said, that might be time for a really difficult plant or a pet. Or volunteering at a adoption center. Like if you if you have a need, like an impulse, like you want to do more, help someone, um, have someone that needs you. Charity and organizations definitely could use your help. Yeah. If you want someone to care about you, like, well, what does that necessarily mean? I mean, could you do a better job of reminding that the people in your life what you need and remembering and acting upon what they need? If you want someone to care about you, maybe you just need to get t- back in touch with your mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so which is obviously not going to be true for everybody because there are terrible moms. But yep. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I guess what we're trying to nail here is like make sure that the need that you're trying to fill is actually a new friend. Yeah. Yeah. You might be looking for something else. Remember when we had that question like two weeks ago that was that really tired parent, that mom. And we were like and she asked us, do I really need friends? And we were like, you probably need something. Yeah, we don't yeah. know what it is, but you did email us. So yeah. you probably need something that's missing in your life, which doesn't make you like a broken or unfixable person. It just means you got a little soul searching to do. Yeah. I mean, if it's even if it's just something as simple as I want to talk to people, I mean, that's not even necessarily fixed with a friend either. That could be uh, something that you could fulfill by having a really vibrant blog or by being prolific on Twitter or by finding Internet friends. Obviously, we're not going to try and talk you out of finding friends. But the way that this question is worded makes us feel like something else is at play. We're not sure what. So make sure that you are treating friends like the people that they are and not like resources. And and actually make sure that friendship is your real aim and the real solution to your problem. Yeah, because it would be it would be a shame if you pursued someone for friendship and then didn't give them friendship. Right. If you offered them, um, if you use them to like the networking example, like use them to boost your career and they thought a friendship was going on. Yeah. Well, well now what? Now what? Well, Trin, I think now oh. we... Oh, what happened? <laughs> I had a cup of soup that... So here's the thing, Jen. I love imitation chicken flavor. Mm, uh, me too. Uh, I, as a vegan, I do not eat meat, but I will not for one second lie and deny and say that it's not delicious because it is. Those are really, those are the friends, ones from the office too, right? Those yes. are really good. So in the office, we have three different kinds of noodle cups and one is my favorite and it's the shittiest one that there is. It's like the 70 cent parve instant noodle soup in, uh, imitation chicken flavor. I slam one before every time, that was me slamming the soup cup. I slam one every time we record. Uh, anyway, so I, I was like, oh, we're done with friendshiping. I can finish my soup. So I pick up my soup Oh, cup. and it's empty. It's not empty. It's full of dead plant leaves because I was picking apart my plants It's earlier. full of dead leaves. I was like, this is disgusting. And this is also friendshiping with Jen and Trent. If you would like to email us a question or suggest a title for our book, please do at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Bourbon. Whoa, noodle burp. That was a noodle burp. Ian. Don't leave it in. All right. You, Trin can win this one, but next one I get. Burps can only be funny so many times. <laughs> no, the, no, the, the gift that keeps on giving. They're the same comedy, burp. Comedy gold, Trin. Jen, gold. They're, they're literally the same burp every time. It's imitation chicken flavor plus LaCroix. Yeah, and it's never not been funny. <sighs> now we're going to have to leave this in because the banter around it was good. Yes. Yes. Win. Like, Jen wins again. If you'd like to... <laughs> Jen one trends burps zero. Yes. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you may at do friendship. 
Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Alex Cox, our podfather and audio daddy, for making the studio work. Thank you to Monica Verma for being our agent. Thank you to Lauren Gallier for designing. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing our theme song. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem. Well, that's because I turned it off. Okay, here we oh. go. <laughs> oh, this is much better. My feet are cool. I'm taking off my shoes because you don't have a sense of smell. True that. And my dogs will air out. Air out them, boys. Wow, this is such a good move. Good work with the fan.